Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And we're doing an early Meet at the Quarterback preview of the of week three matchup against the LA Chargers. Um, we're busy people, game. but we're committed. What'd you say? In a must-win game. Yeah, you're looking at two 0-2 teams who made the playoffs last year who I believe hosted a playoff game, correct? The Chargers? No, the Chargers went on the road. Okay. And they blew um, that lead. I guess two teams that have lost three straight games, if you go back into uh, the 2022 season. So definitely uh, a must win. I think that's that's fair to say. Um, they already say how in 0-2 teams, it's like a – 10% or 15% chance of making the playoffs. I can't imagine what an 0-3 team's likelihood is. But Six um, teams since 1979 have made the playoffs after starting 0-3. All right. All right. I don't like those odds. Um, granted, you know, again, last year, we kind of defied a lot of the odds with all our one-score wins. So this team is just odd, different. Yeah. But... That being said, I don't want to start 0-3. I don't want to take that chance. No. Um, but, yeah, back at home, hosting uh, Herbert and the Chargers, no Austin Eckler. So they're, they're running back one, I think, is already deemed out for week three. Uh, yes. So that means they'll be starting a fourth-round guy. Wrote it down somewhere. Fourth-round guy that I had not heard of. Um, so, you know, that's, uh, you don't want to root for injuries, but it makes it a lot easier, especially since the run defense gave up a hundred or gave up almost 250 or 260 rushing yards last week against the Eagles. So to not have to go against, you know, one of the better running backs in the NFL, um, not, not a little bit of a, uh, positive. I didn't know he was for sure out. I think that's what I saw. I mean, I think maybe they maybe it's not a for sure up, but they said uh, very doubtful. Um, it's it's yeah. He, they put no timetable on his return, which assumes after not practicing at all last week that he won't play. Yep. And I didn't know Kendricks missed last week too, so we might not even see Eric Hendricks take the field, but. The, you know, the one downfall of recording early is, yeah, we don't know all the people who are out and who will play. Um, you know, on the Viking side, I would expect the only two questions are Darasoff, will he start and play? Um, and then Davenport. I don't think really anyone else was super nicked up. But correct me if I'm wrong. I can't think of anyone. Ali Udo, RIP. Right. Uh, we can finally we I, we have not talked Dalton Risner signing. So he was yes. the top uh, offensive lineman free agent on the market, and we signed him to a one year four million dollar contract. Um, that's exciting, you know. It, it was needed. Like that's it. It just it was, um, and it means Ed Ingram is finally done. Yeah, so I guess help me understand 
Um, so he is a left guard. Okay. So and currently Ezra's our left guard. Yeah. So what I've seen, and would you guys expect this to happen, is you move Ezra from uh left guard to right guard. Risner starts at left guard, and then Enormous Ed is on the bench. I think so. That's what you think will happen, and obviously it's what we all want to happen. Andrew, yes. is that do you think that will be the likely change? Yeah, I really don't know, to be honest. But yeah, I would assume that, I mean, I would assume it's Ed Ingram getting benched, assuming that what's-his-name is healthy, Darisaw. Um, I know people talk about Ezra Cleveland played left tackle in all of college. So maybe he fills in for Dareshaw and then they keep enormous Ed in, but you hope this is, it's obviously not, he's not coming here to be a backup. So he'll be playing right away. Okay. Just depends on where. Yeah. I don't know. So pretty much, I mean, the only thing that would be surprising is if Dareshaw starts and for whatever reason you see, Ezra on the bench for Risner. That would be the only, I feel like, shock that we would see. Otherwise, I think that was the other thing I had seen, too. If Darasaw's not healthy enough, he'll uh, he'll rest up, and you'll have Ezra at left tackle, Risner at left guard, and then um, Ingram stays at his spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. But obviously a huge offensive line addition, especially oh, in the huge. line. Huge. So no, that's uh, I'm very I was that was very exciting to see. So let's hope it's it's worth it. Let's hope that he helps significantly with pass protection. Which from what I've also read, that's kind of what where he excels at is pass protection. He's not like a great run blocker, but you know, I don't want to say it doesn't matter because you need some running game. But um, the fact that Kirk's putting up the numbers he's putting up, and I believe I saw. He has like the least amount of time out of all quarterbacks in the NFL. It's like 2.3 seconds is the average amount of time he has to release the football. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's, it's horrible. And Ed, Ed Ingram has uh, given up like 70 something pressures since his first start last year. Um, so that's more than three pressures every single game. It's, it's ridiculous. Dalton Risner, it's like half of that in the same time span. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. It should be good. Um, okay, cool. Let's get into expectations for the game. Andrew, what do you got? What are, your, what are some expectations you have for Sunday? Um, I expect a win. Um, obviously, starting 0-3 would be the worst-case scenario. Um, and like Hayes talked about, only six teams since whatever year. And then at that point, I would say tank for Caleb Williams. But I'm staying positive, and I'm going to say I expect a win. I think uh, the Chargers, in the, since I want to say it's been the last three years, the Vikings have had 36 one-score games, and the Chargers have had 37. So oh, wow. I assume it will be close, but the Chargers' defense is pretty poop while their offense, uh, especially their passing game, is really good because they have, obviously, Herbert, top five quarterback, and then Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and the rookie wide receiver. Um, but, yeah, I expect a high-scoring game because 
their defense is not good. And I think our offense has only gotten better over the last two weeks, especially last week with the circumstances. Yep. So I expect a and, close and the defense that you were playing yeah. against. Yeah, exactly. And a win. Yep. Yeah. Um, I obviously expect to win, but I s- expect them to score on their first drive. Okay. They're so good at last year, those scripted drives, and this year, two, three and outs in their first possession. So put up points on the first drive. Start start hot. Nice. Um, my yeah, I, I had two points. First, a win is expectations. Again, Chargers are 0-2. You're back at home. I think you only lost, not counting the playoff game, once at home last year to the Cowboys. That so, sounds right. Considering we lost week one, I don't want to see another – I don't want to see, you know, an 0-3 start and an 0-2 start at home, especially since we only have seven all year. So I had the same points that you guys had. I expect to win. Um, and the additional one I like is all something different. I expect Kirk to keep his hot streak going. Two or through for 460 yards in week one against this, uh, the Chargers defense. Tannehill, who I think we can all agree is rather washed, uh, was 20 of 24 for 250, which are, are solid numbers. So I would expect Kirk to be, again, in like that 300 to 350 passing yards, um, especially since the run game that has not looked good. So, yeah, I expect Kirk to have another really – good uh passing game against against this defense um moving on to some concerns we might have going against the chargers um my concern still is i mean we had you know three turnovers in the first week four in the second week um I, you know, am just fearful that that turnover trend will continue, um, which would be especially disappointing because the Chargers defense has looked so flat. Um, And then also, you know, the defense is still concerning because you're going against Justin Herbert, who's one of the best QBs in the NFL. Um, And you kind of have a somewhat banged up or not banged up, but like just not a super strong uh, cornerbacks. Mikhail Evans, you know, left that moment um against the eagles and i know one of you were very pro byron murphy but i feel like he's been very just average so far i think it's andrew andrew is the one hyping byron murphy but i just feel like for him to be your most exciting offseason signing and to kind of just be i mean i forget he's out there which you know i guess sometimes can be a good thing but it's not like he's making any big time plays or big time stops so uh my concerns i have is you know the turnovers because we're 0 for 2 essentially in, in protecting the football this season and the defense against a good offense. Yeah, I'd, I'd say turnovers. We've already talked about the 0 and 3 stat. If you start 0 and 3, I, I, yeah, I think there's a good chance about talking about making some changes midseason um, based on player personnel. And then, you know, I, I, I'm not too nervous about the defense. I think they've played well the first couple of weeks or at least better than they significantly better than they were last year and I just don't get the hype about Justin Herbert I never have I think he's a good quarterback but I don't think he's a huge step up from a guy like Cousins so I I I personally I don't see the hype about Herbert so I'm not too nervous about him just going crazy and shredding the defense so I actually think the defense is going to have make make a couple big plays Uh, 
So that wait, so then what are your your concerns for Sundays? Just my concerns for Sundays just the zero and three in turnovers. Okay, all right, Andrew. Um, my concerns would be the defense. Um, I don't think the offense will have a hard time, which is good because the there I do think the Chargers offense is pretty good, and Justin Herbert has had back to back good weeks. Obviously, no wins, but still good weeks. Kurt, uh, Kurt, same way. I think their head coach is kind of a idiot. I don't think he's good and just kind of a dork. But I do think our defense has struggled after um, the offense kind of not giving them much to work with in terms of, like, time of possession. So I would say that's a huge thing to watch. So my concern would be to have, yeah, another the same game that we've had the last two weeks where the um, defense is just out there every other three minutes and just getting gassed. Um, but I think when the defense has looked good, it's been early on in the game when they've had a lot of energy. Yep. Uh, so obviously getting our run game going would be huge, especially with the added O-line help and then also – um, stopping their run game because if it isn't Austin Eckler, it will be uh, uh, Joshua Kelly, who's not Austin Eckler. Um, no. And it's not the same Eagles, super heavy uh, rushing attack and super good O-line. So it will be a very different game, I feel like, from the from last week, just in terms of like how the, the opposing offense will play. Yeah. I think it'll be a very different game from – uh, both teams we've seen so far because I mean I don't think I mean Baker looked terrible for most of the first game and the Buccaneers offense looked pretty bad for most of uh, the first game and then obviously <clears throat> the Eagles just ran the exact same play over and over and over again so I think this you'll actually you know uh, see probably 40 plus passing attempts which I don't think we've seen yet this year by by either quarterback so, um, all right, who or what part of this team do we expect to have a big game? Um, I would say the obvious choice is the passing game. Oh, uh, okay. so passing slash receiving. Um, so obviously, Actually, I, I had the same thing. Yep, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Anderson, I think will have a huge game. Um, TJ Hawkinson, obviously Kirk will be leading that, but the, I'm pretty sure chargers are 32nd against wide receivers, um, in terms of like yards given up and yeah, like we've talked about their defense is terrible and our offense is really good. So it'd be nice to see, yes, the run game going, but also you can still lean on that. What's got you the most success this year. And I would love to see Addison out there out snapping KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne, yeah, agree. Yeah. I would say that'd be a very positive sign because Addison's looked ten times better. Mm-hmm. I I really think we need to see no wasted series by KOC and his play calling. I I feel like occasionally what we do is we see KOC throw out like three plays that he just kind of is just winging it, saying so like, oh let's see what happens here, and is just okay with a three and out punt. Now, obviously, he's not okay with that, but with some, like, back to, I think it was the Bucks game, where it was back-to-back three and outs to end the game, and it started with the tight end screen 
to Hawkinson. Yep. That was negative yards. Now, thankfully, we didn't see that against Philadelphia, but I am fearful that, like, all of a sudden he's like, oh, all right, it'll now work because, you know, they're not expecting it this week. But I think I I have the same thing. Offense, I expect a big game from. But I would also say I expect KOC to have a good play-calling game. Bad defense, and I think he's a significantly smarter coach than Brandon Stanley. So I think if KOC can have a near perfect, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but like you can, if you can put up 30 plus points, I think you win this game comfortably. I have the the exact same thing. I had Kevin O'Connell. He has to coach well. You've had the extra three days of rest. Yep. You've had the extra three days to prepare. Yep. You are at home. And I, I, I'd say one, maybe two times so far in Kevin O'Connell's 20 or so games, has he won a game he shouldn't have um, or, or got a big must-win win? This is a game you must win. So go out there. You've had the rest. You've had more time to prepare, and you need the win. So, yeah, I, I think he needs to have a big day. Agreed. No, I, I 100% agree with that. Um I mean, I feel like now as we're, you know, talking through these episodes, I'm seeing a little bit of similarity. Who do we expect to struggle is very similar to fearful concerns. Um, But with that being said, do you guys have anyone specifically who you see having a poor game or you just don't have high expectations for on Sunday? Um, I guess I would say the cornerbacks Uh, just because, yeah. Hayes apparently hates Justin Herbert, but Justin Herbert is good. Um, I don't think he hates him. They have three, two really good receivers. One's still a rookie, hasn't really done much. Um, But I think hopefully they can play a similar game to like week one because, I mean, those the receivers are pretty similar. Um, I would say Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are probably bigger, more physical. But I would say, yeah, the cornerbacks – I definitely don't see having a great game, but as long as they can keep us in it, make some plays, I don't think they'll be nearly as bad as last year um, at any point. And I think the play calling will help with that, but yeah. Yeah. I I had the corners too. Um, Yeah. Wide receivers are really good. Justin Herbert is still a good quarterback, but I think he's incredibly overhyped. So yeah. and, And the corners are young. Uh, with uh, Caleb Evans, Byron Murphy. I don't think he's done anything super special this year. Obviously, it's only been two games. So we'll like to, this is the game that he sh- this is the game that he shows himself that he was the big signing and he got the money and all that. So he has to he has to be known. He has to make his name known and make some some place. And I would assume you know Murphy's going to be on Allen and probably yep. Evans will be on Mike Williams, um, uh, right. You might put even put a different guy, Mike Williams. He's just so big, and a Caleb Evans really isn't. So I don't know if you'd have uh, safety playing him or what, or if there's a bigger corner than Evans. I don't know. I feel like uh, Evans is our biggest corner. I know. Really? I, I think so too. I mean, Makai Blackman's not very big. Andrew Booth Jr. has yet to see the field on a defensive snap, um, and then and then I think the rest are you know. Uh, safety slash corners. I think we only have four cornerbacks, right? Yeah, then he'll just have to go up against him. He actually is he's taller than I thought. So um, I have the same thing. I expect the, uh, the D-backs to struggle a bit just with going against 
you know, probably, well, I don't know. I was going to say probably they're the best wide receivers we've seen yet, but um, Antonio Brown and um, Antonio Brown, not Antonio Brown, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, obviously we kind of shut down. So, but and that's also because they Kevin's ran the ball 45 times. So I don't yeah. see the Chargers doing that. Um. All right. Prediction time, baby. So far through two weeks, Hayes, you and I both have three apiece. Andrew's sitting at a whopping one. So let's see if he, uh, you know, has a little bit more safety predictions here today. But Hayes, you want to start us off with your first prediction for uh, week three against the Chargers? Yeah, I think the defense is going to come up with a big play. So I'm predicting a defensive touchdown. Okay. Point during the game, it's going to be a defensive touchdown. Exciting stuff, Hayes. Uh, we won't count this, but do you want to throw in a player just for fun? Uh, let's go with Ivan Pace Jr. <laughs> okay. Hayes, I'll go next because I have somewhat similar. Um, I will say I'm going to be specific here, okay, because it's just getting too easy now. I'm just getting them all right. Justin <laughs> Herbert himself will have two-plus turnovers, and one of those turnovers – uh, will be forced. Uh, will will either force it or recover it. We'll, we'll recover one of the two turnovers. So Herbert will throw two or more, and a a current Vikings rookie will be the one to have either you know pick it off, force the fumble, or recover the fumble. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Something. Andrew, what do you got? Um, I have Harrison Smith getting a sack. He has looked uh, pretty bad this year. I think he looks old and slow and old. Um, old and slow and old. Um, and we haven't seen him blitz a ton, but I would love to see Brian Flores dial up a little blitz for him, and maybe he can do something for the defense for once um, and get a sack because he likes to miss tackles and run slow. No, he does not like to do either of those things. Um so I like that. I like that positive prediction sack, despite the countless, uh, you know, insults you threw in there. Hayes, what's your second prediction? Uh, Kirk's been putting up great numbers. It's not a very good defense. It's 12 o'clock at home. So I have him over 325 passing yards and three or more touchdowns. Hey, that. Hayes, you and I are on the same page. Mine is somewhat similar as well. Um, I'm not as specific because, again, last week I nailed it uh, with Kirk Cousins. So I'm just going to say Kirk Cousins has another three-plus touchdown game. Um, and if he, he, he's, he is currently tied with what Viking for most, pa- or for, yeah, most passing touchdowns in Viking history? Who is he tied with? For second? For second. Currently, yeah. So with one more passing touchdown, Kirk will own second all by himself in Viking franchise history. Nice. Exciting stuff, boys. Very exciting. What, Andrew? Who's he tied with? He's just said a Tommy Cream. Oh. And then if he gets one more, he'll pass Tommy Kramer for second by himself. Andrew, what's your second prediction? My second prediction is Alexander Madison will score a touchdown in each half. 
I think the offense or the passing game will drive us down the field. But Addison is a goal line back. I've been preaching this for about a year now. He is good at getting in the end zone. He's not good at doing much else. Um, although I do think the comments about him were uh, too much. But um, I, I would I, hope so. They were pretty disgusting. Yeah, I just want you to know I'm not ripping on him. But I am saying he will get, yeah, two touchdowns, one in each half. All right. Nice, nice prediction there. Um, Hayes, your third one. Uh, my third one is the O-line does not allow a sack. So the new addition of, uh, was it Reisner? And then you have, I think the Arisaw should play. Ed Ingram's gone, finally. The O-line will not allow a sack. And on the topic of Madison, shout out Madison. This isn't a prediction or anything, but he's going to have his first 75-yard game and he'll have a touchdown. It's not a prediction. It's just a little thing that no. I think you said something like add something at the end. So I'll just yeah. add that. Nice. I like that. like that positive spin, Hayes. Um, and I would, I'd be curious uh, when the last no-sack game the Vikings had, have, has had, because I can't imagine it's been during Kirk's tenure. Uh, I'd hope. I don't know, man. Look it up, Hayes. Look it up and let me know. I think it's as rare maybe as you think, but I will look it up. Okay. Um, My third and final prediction, Jay Jets gets 150-plus receiving yards and his first touchdown of 2023. That's a good one. It's actually a great one. I love that. And I'm in love with that. All right, thank you. Let's hear your third prediction. My third prediction is Jordan Addison will have over 100 yards and his third touchdown of the year. He is tied for first in rookie touchdowns. Um, he so far has looked amazing going against a pretty bad secondary. So that's my hope. That's my prediction. There is There is no reason that this – Passing offense does not just light up the Chargers on Sunday. You know, need- you you have the best wide receiver in the NFL, and currently through two weeks, the best rookie wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, <clears throat> yeah, I guess that is that is fair. Um, best first round rookie rookie wide receiver in the NFL. How's that? That's good. Um, Hayes, did you find it? Find any info on the no? No, I can't really find anything. That's right. Don't stress your brain too much. Kind of um, a hard stat to look up. Don't worry. I'll I'll find it. Let you guys know. It'll be super easy. Um, score prediction. What do we have? Who do we have winning on? Sunday. Uh, I have the Minnesota Vikings winning. Score will be 28 to 31. Vikings on top. Why? Why do you do it back? I never left. Uh, I didn't do it the first two weeks, but yes, I will be predicting the score that way every week. That's just an incorrect way to predict the score. It doesn't make sense, but okay. So one score, we get 30 for the first time this year. Um, Do you predict that, you know, are we winning like a game-winning field goal or do we just have the ball with the lead as the clock runs out? Herbert throws a turnover. What 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 are you envisioning? Oh, that's a great question. Let me think. 
Oh, yep. Well, Greg Joseph, 37-yard field goal for the win after Kirk Cousins drives him down the field for a, uh absolute beautiful game-winning field goal. All right. Nice. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, I also, we're going to get it right eventually. A Vikings win. I'm saying we win by two scores, 38-27. I, I really expect and believe that this offense just clicks. Again, you're at home, noon, bad defense, bad secondary. No reasons. You're now two weeks in. You should have, I don't want to say figured out your issues, but you should be good enough where you can put, we can score on, you know, over half of your drives, which in that case should get you to 38, 38 points. Wow. 38 points. Wow. 38 points. Yeah. Hayes, that's what I predict. What do you got? Uh, very aggressive. Um, I have Vikings winning 31, 27. So uh, like Andrew said, both these teams are, uh one score magnets they love playing a one score game so Harrison's prediction of a double digit win is foolish um so it's going to be a one score game 31-27 all right nothing wrong with that let's so i like that we're all on the same page so far uh with you know still seeing wins i would expect unless you know unless we just embarrass ourselves against the chargers I would expect that a week from now, we also will stay on the same page as the Panthers continue to look horrendous. And that's who we play after the Chargers. Um, you see old man Thielen got his little touchdown. He's probably, I bet Adam Thielen's living his best life right now, even though they lost to the Saints at home. You know, he, I think, had about 55 receiving yards, seven catches and a tutty. He's probably going home being like, Vikings, Vikings were wrong. I still got it. Yeah, he, he and Blake Prowl's there sitting like a dog saying, pet me, pet me. He he can be the number one wide receiver, the worst offense in the NFC. Um, all right. Any final thoughts? Again, we're kind of recording this early, so there's not any injuries that we're unaware of uh at the moment or aware of. Um other than obviously Darius Dawes didn't play at all. Davenport hasn't played at all. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch. Are we going out to Anoka? I am. I am too. Liz and Jefferson it. will be there as well. Very nice. Who? The last time Kirk Cousins and his offensive line did not give up a sack. Week 18, 2022. So just about, that was the last time the Vikings won. Doesn't count. He didn't play that game. He started that game. He started that game. That is his game. He started it. That is his game. It counts as his win. That is his. He only played one half. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Hayes Hayes is right, but I would be curious when the last no-sack game in which he, you know, played an entire game. I mean, we saw... I think... I didn't say Kirk Cousins. I said the offensive line. That is true. All right. You're right. The offensive line were able to... uh, hold up a terrible, terrible Bears defense. So you're right. You're right. Congrats. You know what? I searched through every single game on Pro Football Reference of last season, scrolling down to the bottom to look at sacks. I think I should get a round of applause. No, good job, Hayes. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Andrew, give him a little kiss. Please. Wait. Nice. 
Um, all right, cool. Well, solid. Now time to cheer on our twins, get that magic number down more. Um, I think it's zero zero at the moment, right? Uh, no, the the twins are leading one zero right now, I believe. You're right. Your we will all uh, be inside target field to watch them clinch. Let's hope so. Yeah. Hayes and I will uh, record Twinstown Wednesday or Thursday. Yep, preferably Wednesday. Actually, I don't okay. think we have time Thursday. We can make it work. We'll uh, we'll text and Andrew, okay. please join if you want. I am all busy tomorrow. Okay, yeah, really busy, busy, busy. busy. Do nothing now. Jeffers home run. Oh, nice. Um, all right, this is Meet at the Quarterback, the Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And Skull Vikes.